Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to this week's solo episode for the Canadian Road Trip. And we are covering days 21 to 25, which is going to be the Riding National Park, Winnipeg, and then Thunder Bay. To start off, the Riding National Park was a nice little break before Winnipeg. We decided to tick off another national park as part of our mantra of this trip. Travel Lodge, we had the breakfast provided as part of the cost of the room. So we tucked into that and then got into our car, which was fresh off the car wash. It looked quite brand new. But unfortunately, it didn't really get rid of all the old manky crickets in the front. So there's a few wasps still flying around. But it looked better than it did. And we left about 10am out of Regina and we're on the road. The aim is Wasser Gaming Campground. And we did arrive there at 3pm. And there's a one hour time difference from going from Regina to there. So we had to factor that in too. And we got lucky with the last spot of the campsite without booking it. So we took the unserviced spot. The campsite cost $29 a night, had toilets, showers, all the amenities that you expect, and it's a very cosy campground when we checked into there. But we walked to a nearby lake called Clear Lake. This was recommended to us by another person who lived in Winnipeg, and this was a super awesome little lake, very busy, lots of people there on the grass, on the water, but it's quite misty, maybe from the smoke from the fires, but it's definitely worth a day trip and a picnic to go and check out the water sports or a canoe or the standing boards that you go on the water with or just chill out with views of the whole lake. Clear Lake, I guess it's named because it's quite clear. Water seemed pretty cool, but this was very interesting to look at because of the fire smoke that seemed to be in the distance. You couldn't quite see right out into the lake. But as this was a Saturday, very busy, lots of people about, and we checked out the local area, done a walk, also went into the visitor centre there as well, which explains more about the national park the walk from the campsite to the lake was very nice as you weave in and out the roads of all the lakeside properties very nice all detached literally by the water super cool lots of canadian flags out there so obviously it's a very cool spot to have a property and a bit dreamy if you've got a bit of cash you would definitely buy one of those by the lake in this national park you can also make your way further in by car and go and try and see some bison and also some bears. They did warn us, as always, in these national parks that bears are about. Still haven't seen one. But apparently 
blackbirds are quite prevalent in the area. But you can definitely go and see bison. There's a bison lookout observation deck, which is about probably an hour drive from that campsite to somewhere else in the national park. So it's definitely worth doing. We didn't decide to do that just based on time. And also, I'm not sure if it's guaranteed, um, but definitely worth looking into if you're going to ride in a national park. Yeah, very comfortable night. As I said, a bit of a weird camping spot. It's quite cosy. They look like a path. And a few times, we had one family try to bike through our campsite and kind of said they can't get through. And someone actually walked right through the middle in between our car and our little tent. I don't know what they're doing. A bit weird, a bit annoying, but unserviced. And it was the last spot available, so can't complain. The next day, we had planned to go to Winnipeg. And this is going to be our first long-ish city break. We booked three nights in an Airbnb in the basement suite. And the journey is about three hours from there to Winnipeg. I think we're just ready for an Airbnb because we're sending campsites a lot. And also to feel like being outside a lot. So it's nice to get into a normal place, have a kitchen, a bedroom, and just chill out and not even do anything one of those days. So that was the plan. Arrived into Winnipeg and parked at the Forks. This is like a little sightseeing area by the water. And also very popular with families because people park there. There's a nice little marketplace there. You can get food and buy some souvenirs and stuff like that. And nice walks along the riverfront at the front so it's a nice little area to check out definitely a must in winnipeg and one of the things you'll probably see on google are things to do there in the forks market we got some chips at fergie's fish and chips reasonably priced chips and gravy was nice actually quite decent i think it's nine dollars for fish and chips so very decent price also looked very good but budget wise had chips and had a coffee the coffee was at a place called fools and horses coffee You'd assume it's something to do with only forks and horses. Didn't feel like it was. Coffee was decent, though. So as I said, walked around the forks and National Historic Site. Saw the Winnipeg sign. Got a picture of that. It goes along the Red River. So that's the main river through Winnipeg. And you can park your car. I think you pay, I think it's $1 or $2 an hour. Lots of space and very central. Quite easy to navigate and get into. The Airbnb was about a 10, 15-minute drive from there. Fairly central, right next to a real Canadian superstore, so that's very handy. And this place was super awesome. Basement suite, nice bedroom, nice bed, a kitchen, bathroom, and a front room and a TV. It really had everything you need, and quite decent price for Canada, not too expensive. I think it was hanging around the $80 a night mark, which for Canada is pretty cheap when you compare to Toronto or Montreal, etc. So happy with that. And over the next couple of days, we plan to see some Winnipeg, but also do nothing because we've been on the road quite a bit at this point. And this Airbnb, if you want a location, is on Fermore Avenue. Put that in and you'll see Real Canadian Superstore and it's right next to that. So the next day, as I said, is the second day in Winnipeg. We actually decided to do nothing and had to catch up on the podcast, a bit of blogging, social media, etc. And I actually didn't go out the whole day, which is the first time it's happened in a long while and definitely since the road trip. So very nice to just chill out have breakfast no rush to go anywhere take stock a little bit of the whole trip then the next day we were planning to go out to see more of winnipeg the one thing about winnipeg is the roads are crap there is roadworks everywhere and the roads that are not been worked on got potholes cracks in them it really is a tough place to drive not very nice one-way systems because of the probably doing one out of two of the roads they're probably fixing it just isn't a very nice drivable city unfortunately but saying that, we got out in the morning to Little Sister Coffee. This is on Osborne Street. Very trendy little establishment. Great cup, great coffee. Love the vibe. 
and parking nearby as well. So he parked up. I would recommend that as a place to chill out and probably do some work. A lot of people in there doing laptop stuff. Also, people were sitting there having a normal coffee, but I did like the vibe in there. As always, we normally get a second coffee, so we went to Tom Bargain Coffee Roasters. That's a bit further, about 10 minutes down the road. Again, brilliant, near Tim Hortons, where we got lunch. Tim Hortons is a saviour on this trip for a bagel, $3.33, toasted, having garlic cream cheese. Very nice. Coffee was fantastic too. Lots of space in this one. And also lots of choice for coffees and cakes, I believe. So parking is easy. Get there. Fantastic. This is situated on Corridon Avenue, which is a, looks like a main street for restaurants. Uh, almost got a Italian vibe down there as well. So we parked up and walked down there. Very nice street to walk down. Actually, the road was okay down there. Then we drove to Assiniboine Park. This was on our radar. It's a huge park in Winnipeg. You can park there for free. It's got a pavilion. It's got some cast in there. It's got some fountains, some gardens. Uh, it looks like I have events there as well. There's someone getting set up for a stage. It really is a nice little park to walk around and it's reasonably okay weather-wise. Quite warm, not raining, but cloudy. So we parked up and had a nice little walk around there and that really is a, a, a fantastic park in the city centre almost of Winnipeg. Mate, but I think you'd need a car to get there. I'm not sure on the public transport. Walking from maybe downtown Winnipeg might be quite far but in the car five, ten minutes from where we're staying. And because we had an Airbnb at our disposal, we decided to cook ahead of time. Big bowl of bolognese, freeze it, chilli the same as well. We do this sometimes if we're in Airbnbs with a kitchen, so we can just pop that in the fridge in the car, and it should hold out for a few days. Very good to do that in terms of saving time, also saving cooking in the campsite. And uh, We kind of try and do that if we can. And finally, great Airbnb. Love the place, very comfortable, and we're out next day. So the last day of this podcast, we are heading to Thunder Bay, and this is a heck of a drive. It's going to be about six to eight hours if you're traveling at various speeds. Thunder Bay, for us, was eight hours, and we're stopping at Kenora on the way, and we're going through from Manitoba through to Ontario. Thunder Bay was chosen because that really is the next arguably big-ish place to stay next. Kenora has got something going on, but it's not that far in, probably three hours, three and a half hours, and it's a really nice place to stop off at. Quaint little town by the lake, very sunny, very green, very blue. It's got some weird moths or crickets flying about everywhere, but real nice to park in the centre of that, get a coffee and check out the views. That was a nice little stop off that. So Kenora is in Ontario, and we kind of feel like we're going into the eastern part of Canada now and the time again will start to change. Ontario marked a stark change in the scenery of the drive. Much more lakes, much more greenery, and we stopped off at some fantastic sites. And for Thunder Bay, it really wasn't seeing it, it was just getting there, and we decided to do a free night uh, next to a boat launch, sort of fairly out of town, um, but we arrived in good time, and there was one or two campers already there. So we stopped off, kind of good views got some mountains in the background got some bit of water there and it seemed to be accepted that campers can stay there and there's one portable toilet fairly clean as well not too bad so that was a nice little free stop for us we got in very hot driving that day so aired the van out a little bit kind of chilled out had the bolognese that were cooked the day before so it really was a quick turnaround for food and quite an early night. And it's actually quite a quiet night there in Thunder Bay. There's a few people going out on the boats, probably until 9pm. Then it quietened down and then people were back in early in the morning. But we weren't hanging about in the morning. We're going to get out early and get going. 
But that is a fantastic free stop in Thunder Bay. If you're on Eye Over Lander, the app, just go into Thunder Bay and you'll see a boat launch uh, option, which is free. Some people put some stuff on there to describe what's going on. And the guys next to us, I think they were from Switzerland, their number plates. Obviously, they shipped their van over. Um, but yeah, very comfortable, free, uh, very easy, and the toilet, which is an absolute bonus. And that day was a heck of a drive, 700 kilometers that day, just so long. I think I learned on this day that doing a length of time or a length of distance that long is not great if you don't swap constantly, like two hours here for me, two hours for Emma, because three, four, five hours is not fun. I had a huge headache that day, so lesson learned. Try and swap as much as you can. But also, if you want to get a move on, you've got to keep swapping over little breaks and carry on. But that's one of the big days we had up to that point. Glad we made it to Thunder Bay. It's fairly in Ontario, and we're looking forward to cracking on the day after. That concludes today's episode. Kind of a lot of driving that day, and also Winnipeg. We, we felt like we saw enough, but obviously there's a few rest days in there as well because there's a driving day, a rest day, so not too much in terms of travelling in that one. But the next one we're going to cover more national parks and seeing new stuff so we're cracking on into ontario now and up to this point we know there's the city portion coming up because we're going to be doing another national park and you've got ottawa coming up and then you've got quebec city and toronto and montreal and all these places so a lot of nature to this point but we know there's a lot of cities coming up also so just tune in next one we'll be cracking on with ontario thank you hey yeah just a quick one i just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast you can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for travelling, podcast and other stuff. Thank you.